We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. It's Alex here. The episode you're about to hear is from the podcast That's So Fucked Up. I joined the host Ashley in discussing reality and TV shows from Japan. I hope you enjoy it. And as always, if you need a distraction, I got you. Bye. Quote, one girl is made to spin the wheel and the other one of the girls is responsible for operating the torture device. The third girl left actually endures the torture by sitting in the device and the machine spreads her legs apart according to the number on the spinning wheel. Ooh. That's so fucked up presents. That's so fucked up presents. That's so fucked up presents. Hey everyone, and welcome back to That's So Fucked Up Presents. That's So Fucked Up Presents is a spin-off series of That's So Fucked Up, a podcast about cults, murder, and other generally fucked up stuff. In That's So Fucked Up Presents, each season is like a mini-series where we dive into a particular topic over the course of a month. This season, we're talking about some of the more shocking aspects of Japanese culture. I'm your host, Ashley Richards, and this is Jarring Japan. And today, I am joined by friend and host of Weird Distractions, Alex. Hello! Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so Um, much for having me. Thank you for coming. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this is the first episode of this season, obviously. I'm super fucking excited. We're going to get weird. We're going to get dark. I love it. Very on brand. So you're my first guest. You're my first uh, victim person. Yeah, my first victim. (laughs) It's funny because you are going to hear a lot of victimization today. So you're the first of many. Ah, Okay. (laughs) So from the subject of the episode of the title, you might not think it's like that intense. But today we're going to be talking about Japanese reality game and prank shows. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm into it. Have you seen any of these? There's usually like clips on YouTube and shit. Probably, honestly, probably in like a not very sober state. Um, I've watched them. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't remember any of them. With that being said, I'm very interested. I feel as though I need to educate myself more about Japanese culture. So I feel like what better way to do it than with this episode where it's going to be dark, it's going to be weird, it's going to be probably fucked up. (laughs) Yes. So definitely something I want to be careful about with this season is that it's not about bagging on Japan because their culture is, it's quite interesting. And I don't want this to be like, oh, look how weird they are. It's just like I've never found another culture where there were so many things that I was like, I'm sorry, what? Wait, what? Come again? Well, and every culture has its own fucked upness if you want to really spin it that way too, right? Like Americans, Canadians. 
Canadians, Australians, Norwegians. We all have our own little niches of weird fucked up things that we do. So, I mean, hey, no shitting on Japan, but we're all a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah, we're all a little fucked up. And I think they are, you know, a little fucked up in some more interesting ways than us. Yeah. It's like, oh, we just fucking shoot people all the time. <laughs> God. <laughs> Boring. Can we fucking get something new? Jesus. Yeah. No, that sounds really like harsh, but seriously, it's fucking every day. <laughs> it's insane. Every single day. Oy. Okay, so let's go. I'm in. So Japanese prank reality and game shows are often embarrassing and even dangerous. The shows usually consist of overly enthusiastic hosts, bright flashing lights, a lot of audience laughter and heckling and Japanese text overlays with a ton of fucking exclamation marks. I love it. We have a show in America called Wipeout. Yes. Love Wipeout. It's like a spinoff of a Japanese show. Um, okay. So you think of contestants like running through obstacle courses, wearing weird costumes and slipping and falling. And the original show was from Japan. It was called Takashi's Castle. And oh. it actually aired in the late 80s, but you can still see a lot of clips on YouTube and Spike TV and stuff. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I have to say much more about that no. one. You know, it's everybody <laughs> knows Wipeout. And don't get me wrong. We have some very fucked up like reality and game shows too. Fear Factor. Remember? Oh, fucking yes. They're like, Fear Factor. Hey, for $10, do you want to stand <laughs> in a pit of snakes for an hour? For an hour or like, do you want to eat? What was it? like bowl nards or something or lay with like tarantulas and shit. Yeah, yeah. That's the OG fear factor is the only aspect of Joe Rogan I actually like and that's it. <laughs> You know like what? I don't know a lot about him. I just know that like he's pretty controversial and was like anti-covid vaccines or something. Mm -hmm. He's just and he's just like the white male hero kind of Right. Yeah, he's got short bald man syndrome. But back in the day when he did Fear Factor, it was actually pretty good. Like I grew up watching that shit, and I I miss that. So Alex, you are admitting right now. Oh no, that <laughs> you're into watching people suffer and be humiliated. I guess is what I you're mean, telling me, right? I don't have it on my resume. <laughs> <but> <laughs> That's the thing. I feel like I've said this in like three recent episodes and people are like, yeah, we get it. But I swear to God, yeah. if the Hunger Games came on TV tomorrow in America, oh. people would be fucking tuning in with their popcorn. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. It's, yeah, human nature. I feel like, yeah. It's human nature. I mean, think of bullfighting back in the day where people used to just like go watch hangings, you know? Yeah. Like, we've always been pretty morbid as a species, I think. Absolutely. But Japan definitely takes uh, some extra steps. So, Japanese games game shows have been known to be viewed as strange, wild, embarrassing, challenging, and hilarious. I'm actually going to tell you about a couple prank shows that I watched that I was fucking dying. I love it. This is actually intentional because Japan wants to create entertainment that will mostly make people laugh. So you don't find a lot of shows where people test their intelligence like Jeopardy or whatever like that. Like, their, design, their shows are designed to make people laugh, primarily because after World War II, Japan took a while to recover. And once mm -hmm. TV became more popular, they utilized it to help entertain and pass the time as they watched others humiliate, shame, <laughs> and hurt themselves mentally and physically. As we do as humans. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I just thought that was like an interesting source mm-hmm. of like trying to find some like levity and humor. Let's take a culture that is very about like you don't want to shame your family and stuff and then make all these shows kind of like based around shaming people. So very wild. Yep. Kind of odd. And this type of humor hasn't changed much in their uh, game show since. Like I said, don't get me wrong. There are a couple prank shows and I'll link them in the sources because I was fucking dying. <laughs> um, there's one called Dinosaur Attack where it's just like unsuspecting like people working in an office and then somebody like dressed as a dinosaur but it looks like super realistic just fucking comes in and starts like chasing people. <laughs> that no it's amazing oh my god that's amazing there's another one i don't know what like the name of the show is or it's kind of like improv everywhere here if you've heard of that but like it's like these flash mob attacks so somebody will just be like walking down the street and all of a sudden a fucking hundred people will just come running at them the fuck oh my god i know and it sounds super mean but i was laughing my ass off watching it so i was like (laughs) ah But usually the people don't look traumatized like after they just look really confused because like all of a sudden all these people come and then they're like gone. There was one where a guy was getting into an elevator and then just like 30 fucking people came flooding in after and it's a glass elevator and you can see his cheek pressed up against the glass. Oh my God. And then another one, they have these like bathhouses where you can go and like sauna and stuff. And this guy just goes and like sits in the hot tub. They're all naked and just suddenly... Fucking 40 other naked dudes come in there and and they all get in the fucking hot tub. Uh, No. And he's just like sitting in the corner, like, what the fuck? And then, like, two minutes later, all synchronized, they all get up and just leave. And he's just sitting there, like, flabbergasted, like, what the fuck just happened, dude? I wouldn't even know how to respond in that situation if I was just like chilling in a hot tub. Because a hot tub's a very like intimate setting, I find. Oh, yeah. He's going there to like relax and get some yeah. peace. He's naked. Yeah, naked. Even more intimate, naked. You're just hanging out. And then all of a sudden, 40 other people just like come in. I can imagine like the water, depending on how big it was, was just like all the way over top. No, totally. It started splashing oh, out. God. And then when they got out, like the water was like a foot lower than it had been when he got in. <laughs> So these kind of like massive um, crowd prank attacks I thought were like pretty funny. That's hilarious. The dinosaur one. The dinosaur one is amazing. I kind of want to do that. (laughs) It was good. However, there are definitely some game shows that a lot of people question if they're suitable for TV, such as me. And I must say no, (laughs) probably on the few that I'm going to mention. Let's go with the first one. It's called The Bum Game. Oh, no. (laughs) Sounds fun, right? It sounds it sounds like my own butt is just like tightening. Like, oh, what are we doing like, with the what's butt? What's going to happen <laughs> to it? <laughs> yeah. So um, it sounds funny, but it gets pretty fucking weird and creepy very quickly. So the game starts off with a male contestant looking at three sections labeled A, B, and C that have a woman's butt protruding out. Interesting. So he must figure out which butt belongs to his significant other by using (laughs) techniques such as feeling, squeezing, kissing, smelling, and whatever else they feel is necessary to do. Okay, Alex, you're on TV 
TV and a man, Ooh. a random strange man, Mm-mm. is fucking like Mm-mm. groping your ass. I don't like it. A lot of the shows are very degrading to women, which is what I really do not enjoy. No, and my immediate thought was sexual harassment, sexual harassment, sexual harassment, assault? Like, it just... Mm, oh, no, I it's don't... just straight sexual assault. Yeah. Yeah, it's... like, I... I don't I'm not here for it but then again it's like why is it just to make sure that you know who your partner is I don't think there's a point it's okay degrading to humiliate and degrade people that's the point (laughs) lovely yeah (laughs) let's take a quick commercial break and when we get back we will dive more into these fucking game shows Weird Distractions is a weekly true crime, paranormal, conspiracy theory podcast hosted by me, Alex. Each week, I tell you what I need a distraction from before diving into a topic to help me distract myself from whatever is going on. My hope is that you too can get a distraction from tuning in and maybe learn something on the way. From haunted hospitals to cold cases and every bizarre online theory in between, there's a little something for every weirdo out there. If this sounds up your alley, then join me every Sunday morning at 7am Eastern Standard Time on your favorite podcast platform or search Weird Distractions Podcast on any social media account. Need a distraction? I got you. All right, gang, we're back. So another one that sounds cute and fun, be cute or get pie. What? I like pie. Me too. What the fuck though? (laughs) Okay. So there's a room full of women who are told to pretend to be asleep. And when they are woken up, usually by male judges scaring them, they have to look cute and surprised. Um, But if them getting scared by getting, quote, woken up by these male judges, if they actually get like a scared look on their face or whatever, you Mm -hmm. get a fucking pie to the face. What the? That's a very like traumatizing sleeping beauty situation. Like you have to wake up cute and princess like or else you're going to get a fucking pie to the face, which to be honest, might not even be that bad of a a deal if you just wake up screaming pie to the face. I mean, yeah, it's just it's weird. It's another degrading game. The show is actually seen as sending a bad message to impressionable young women to always look their best when asked. Yeah, no kidding. Very pressure. Like, who actually wakes up looking cute? I don't. (laughs) I got this mug at the dollar store a long time ago and then it broke and I was really sad, but I got it at Halloween time and it said I woke up like this and it was like a disgusting zombie face. I love that. Because people always try to make it like, oh, I woke up like cute or whatever. And it's like, no, you fucking didn't. No, you didn't. We all wake up like half sweaty. Yeah. Drool. If you have a retainer, retainer is like seething with just mouth odor. Like it, you never, no. What I like to do is spend a lot of money on my teeth and then lose the retainers or the Invisalign or whatever and then have worse teeth than I did originally. That's like my jam, you know, but. Um, <laughs> that's my that's, favorite thing to do. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> love it. At least in this one, the women are clothed. True. I could honestly go on and on. There's so many. You guys just need to go look it up. Yeah. If you want to hear more. The next one. Um. Hey, this is degrading to men. Oh, finally. Here we go. <laughs> so this was on late night Japanese TV. Okay. It seems like they all should be. They all should be. <laughs> the most talked about segment on Orgasm Wars. That's no. the name of the show. No. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> Okay, here we go. (laughs) 
So a Japanese porn star who was straight Mm -hmm. claiming that he could come on command and that he could last at least 40 minutes. Ew. There's that guy. And then Mm -hmm. there's a gay man who has to try to make the porn star come. And this all happens like behind a screen, but you can hear what's happening and stuff. Also, like a little touch on how homosexuality is like very not accepted in their culture, because like if the gay guy makes you come, then like that's super dishonorable for you. Wait, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's basically Mm. like the straight guys like, no, I know that a gay guy couldn't make me come. And uh, they both get mic'd up. Oh, dear. And uh, put behind a screen. Oh, my gosh. That's that's that show. That is the show. Why? Once again, it's that same humiliation, degrading. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. Like, unless you are a straight male, you're fine. But if you are not, you are put on the hot seat to like, all right, look at this. Like, look at this person. They're going to do something funny or something weird and put in the spotlight. And it's just very. It's yuck. It's yuck. Yeah. It's weird. I don't like it. There's another one. I think it's called Tore. I didn't write it down. Um, But basically, somebody stands and there's like these machines on either side mm-hmm. of them that have gauze coming out of them. So this person has to answer questions rapidly. Every oh. time they get one wrong, they're mummified a little bit more. Like they okay. keep getting fucking mummified as they're being asked questions. If they get too many wrong or whatever, they're literally mummified head to toe and then put in a fucking tomb. And contestants look like fucking terrified. Like it's obviously hugely anxiety inducing. I don't know why anybody would go on this. I'm sure it's all to make money, right? That's why people go on these shows. It's like Japanese fear factor. Minus like the bugs, the the bull balls and all that. Like if you really think about it, that's one of the biggest fears is what um claustrophobia. Claustrophobia or being buried alive. Yeah. Right? So you feel it tightening on you yeah. and they're asking the question. I mean, ugh, I no, I, I could not. Yeah, you're losing control and you don't have the ability to like break free, especially. And I'm assuming in that scenario, if somebody was like, oh my gosh, like I'm done, like get me out of here. They're like, no, you have to answer all these like awfully hard trivia questions. Yeah, I kind of feel like I don't know, but I feel like it would be kind of like you sign consent in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Probably. And then you fucking consented, you know? Um, I don't know. That's absolutely speculation. But still. I don't. I just kind of feel like if they're like, hey, I'm really not fucking into this. Let me out. They'd be like, mm-hmm. the audience would start heckling them. and Yeah, of course. I don't know if you have seen the one where there's a clear tube and contestants are trying to blow an insect into each other's mouth. No, but that's awful and I hate it. Like it's like a live insect and they're just like back and forth blowing the fucking insect. Goodbye. Absolutely fucking not. You couldn't pay me. You couldn't make me do that because with my luck, that's the day my like childhood asthma kicks back in and I can't breathe. (laughs) Yeah, I just realized that I was like holding my breath because some of the mummify thing just freaked me out. Like I was like, oh, you know, like trauma. (laughs) And then, you know, there's just let's go to the other end of the world is similar to probably like um, amazing race. Like they give people to travel across the world. But like I see a picture right here and it's a woman in a glass box that's getting tumbled around by a bear so. oh my god oh my god you, no danger dangerous like uh, 
Yeah. Spread your leg. That's a fun one. Oh, fuck. This <laughs> does not sound good. Does not sound appropriate. The winner is decided by who can spread their legs the farthest. The game consists of three women who participate, a spinning wheel, and a torture device. Oh. Okay, so this is written by Alvin L. on OrdinaryReviews.com. And okay. he explains spread your legs as... Quote, one girl is made to spin the wheel and the other one of the girls is responsible for operating the torture device. The third girl left actually endures the torture by sitting in the device and the machine spreads her legs apart according to the number on the spinning wheel. Oh, that that sounds so fucking painful unless you're into like gymnastics and shit and you can do that. There's a picture here and this woman. Oh, no. Is like sitting forward, but in like almost full on splits. What the fuck? In like cute little skirts and shit too. Oh, of course. We're kind of going like weird and funky, kind of funny and silly, dark, mm-hmm. weird, funky, dark. That's how we're going on this one. So <laughs> next episode's going to be a bummer. But then the third one, we're going to talk about some. Yeah, no, let's just call it weird because that's what it is. Like some weird <laughs> sexual stuff. Oh, okay. And it just seems like the sexualization and like humiliation of women in this culture doesn't seem to be like. Stop. A big deal, you know? Ooh. Mm, fair. Well, not fair, but like, I get it. It's very cultural thing, I think, with them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like an expert or something. It's just at least with this and with some other research I've been doing, mm-hmm. it seems like maybe a, a fairly misogynistic society. But I could say that about most places. So I don't even true feel like I'm bagging on them for that. <laughs> no, I feel like every society has, you just got to look hard enough and you'll find it. It's everywhere. I didn't realize until I was like 30. It's crazy. And then I was like, wait, what the fuck? The patriarchy? And then I got really mad. Yeah. That's honestly same. I was just like way too drunk being way too drunk being hammered. Yeah. Yeah. mm -hmm. I get that. (laughs) I was busy, you know. I was busy. And then, yeah, hyper focused on it. It's like, oh, shit, this is happening. Oh, Oh, God. The world (laughs) is terrible. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But in the meantime, please do stay tuned for a promo for Alex's show, Weird Distractions. Yeah. Weird Distractions is a weekly true crime, paranormal, conspiracy theory podcast hosted by me, Alex. Each week, I tell you what I need a distraction from before diving into a topic to help me distract myself from whatever is going on. My hope is that you too can get a distraction from tuning in and maybe learn something on the way. From haunted hospitals to cold cases and every bizarre online theory in between, there's a little something for every weirdo out there. If this sounds up your alley, then join me every Sunday morning at 7am Eastern Standard Time on your favorite podcast platform or search Weird Distractions Podcast on any social media account. Need a distraction? I got you. Okay, and we're back. Hope you went and subscribed immediately. Please and thank you. Thank you. Rate, subscribe, Mm -hmm. review, all that good shit. Mm -hmm. All the good, good. So let's get into 
Susanu Depeshohen. So killed it. <laughs> thank you. I was like, let me try this out a couple times on for size before I say it Fair with enough. confidence. So in 1998, they held a raffle to see who their next contestant would be for a new show they called A Life of Prizes. Okay. Basically, I think it was maybe all aspiring comedians, but like people who are trying to get famous. But I I definitely know that Tomoaki Hamatsu, um, also known as Nasubi, was an aspiring comedian okay. and thought that this would be a good avenue to that. Fair. So they all show up in this room. They're told that they are, uh, that they're here to like audition for this show, Life of Prizes or whatever. So Tomoaki Hamatsu, he is the chosen one. Oh, okay. So he's taken to a room smaller than a studio apartment that has only water, magazine, a table, envelopes, a toilet, bathtub, sink, and gas hot plate. And I'm guessing pens because he would have, and pen and paper because he would have needed that for what he had to do. Fair enough. So as soon as he gets put into this room, he is told to take off all of his clothes and says that he must survive on what's in the room until he makes 1 million yen worth of prizes. So he must survive in this room off of the prizes that he wins from sweepstakes that he enters and he doesn't get to like win or whatever leave the room mm -hmm. until he gets 1 million yen or about $8,000 US in prizes and then he thinks and then I'll get famous what the fuck so they put him in a they put him in a tiny room with like nothing yeah. to eat and say get naked and now um, we'll let you out once you get all these prizes from sweepstakes and we'll see if you can survive off of them and right so he's widely known as Nasubi and this is because that's what producers started calling him because they used the little eggplant emoji to censor his. His uh, his uh, ding a ling, his eggplant. Egg yeah, yeah. The emoji to cover what is not an emoji. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> So this show is broadcasted to all of Japan, and he thought it would be recorded and then edited for TV. What he didn't know, and that they never told him, is that it would actually be live streamed. So this naked motherfucker, like losing oh, no. his goddamn mind in a room oh, alone. No. Yep. Mm -hmm. Is being live streamed without his knowledge or consent. Why does that sound like a horror movie? Because it is. 24-7. <laughs> 24 no. 7 you could tune in at any fucking time and see what he was up to but why like the thing i don't get about that is why would anyone want to tune in like there'll be times where i'm assuming you tune in he's just sleeping or he's shitting and it's like you could do something so much more productive no they're watching a human man in a humiliating survival situation yeah i guess that's true literally slowly losing his mind because he doesn't have human contact barely any for like a year basically watching his mental health disintegrate. Yes. <laughs> Live. That's why they tuned in. Uh, you know what? That makes sense. I, that tracks. And again, I, I think we would fucking tune in here too. I'm not saying like Japan is... People would fucking watch that here. Okay? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So... Nasubi's first prize is 12 pots of fiber jelly, which honestly, I don't even know what the fuck it is. It looked like some survival rations or something. Okay. Just like, he actually had tried to win an apron to cover himself. Oh. But never did. No. He was naked like the whole fucking time. Okay. Oh my God. Surprise. 
So every time he receives one of his prizes, there's a knock at the door. And this would be like his only fucking human contact for like just that was the only human contact he got is when people came to deliver prizes. But sometimes they would send like a fucking mailman or like a neighbor or something just to knock and just to say something to make him think that he was going to win a prize. And then they're like, oh, the letter on your door is wrong. We're going to fix it or whatever. Like just to like fucking fake him out. Yep. Just to fuck with him. Wow. 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 Jesus. So around the 20th day, he won five kilograms of rice. So you're like, all right, cool. However, he doesn't have anything to cook it in. So he's fucking eating it raw. Oh, that's not good. The digestion system, like not a huge fan of that. Mm -mm. Nope. So he then learns that if he puts the rice in one of the jelly fiber containers with hot water and puts it by the gas burner, it'll be hot enough to cook it and he could finally eat this like fiber jelly rice. Oh, yeah. Um, And then he wins a bicycle, which he turns into a stationary bike. Uh, So, you know, that that was, I mean, that was cool that he was able to do that. Pretty smart. So in the first month, he submitted 5,748 sweepstakes. Holy shit. Like handwritten. Like that's all he did. Like all day, every day. Enter sweepstakes. Because that's how he would get out of the room was by getting the sweepstakes. So that's like all he did, you know? Wow. Yeah, that's so stressful. Fuck that. (laughs) Two months into the show. Two months. Girl, this goes on much longer than two months. Like, strap in. Oh, shit. Two months into the show, he wins some underwear. But not only are they used, they're also too small. Disgusting. Like, I really just think they were fucking with him the whole time. Like, you're already kicking him while he's down. Why not just completely fucking hoof him at this point? Like, just... Oh, and they will. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, Oh, it gets so much worse right after this commercial break, y'all. Um, we're back with our love-hate relationship with everything that's happening here. We love it because we hate it so much. So, okay, here's sadness. Oh, oh no. Okay, here we go. He wins a stuffed seal that he names Binasu, and he ties a string around it and starts taking it for walks around the apartment because fucking like Wilson in that Tom Hanks movie, Binasu is like his only fucking companion in life now. Oh my God, that's so sad. That actually breaks my heart. I know, (laughs) right? Oh my God, poor guy. It's just really cruel, which is why it's just like, how is this like of entertainment to people? I don't understand. No, that's so sad. And the entertainment world is such a fucking weird aspect of culture. And each culture, like each society has its own like weirdness of it. But the fact that they're like, hey, let's completely mentally destroy this person and people are actively tuning in it's like wow as a society we collectively as a as a species we are collectively fucked up (laughs) yeah i do believe that we'll extinct ourselves at some point not in our lifetimes but eventually and i think we deserve it so (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. oh mm -hmm. a thousand percent yep Mm -hmm. a little dark but you know here we are yeah Here we are. Okay. Then he wins some steak that he cooks over the gas burner. So finally, he's able to get some protein. Well, I guess there was that, you know, protein jelly. But what the fuck is that? You know, (laughs) 
Yeah, that's all. It doesn't sound delicious or appealing. Sounds like something I would completely avoid. Oh, sorry. Fiber jelly. Okay, so he's not... Okay. So he had pots of jelly that could make him shit, but he had no food to eat. That's cool. That's one way to just clear yourself out. Fiber makes you shit. That's that's what that does for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. So he's just... Yep. <laughs> has no food to eat, but it's just shit and jelly. Like, what the fuck? I would like to point out something that's... He could have left. Yeah, he could have left. He could have said, fuck this, and walked out of that room. I, I want to make it clear that he wasn't held like prisoner, you know? Okay, yeah. I think something that's really dark about our culture, too, is like the lengths that people will go to for fame. Yep, very true. So I'm not saying shame on him. He did have the chance to stop degrading and mentally deteriorating himself, but he really wanted to make it as a stand-up comic. And he was like, this is the way. There might have been some promise, too, of like, we'll help you with your comic career after this. I'm not Mm. sure. So take that very much with a grain of salt. But he definitely thought that this was going to lead to him being a famous comedian. Which... It's one of those things where it's like desperate times call for desperate measures, but this is like tenfold of that. I'm sorry. I love this podcast more than life and anyone else itself, but I would not do this to make it successful. Mm -mm. Immediately no. Immediately no. I wouldn't do this for any amount of money for fucking anything. So that's just like what's wild to me too. Yeah. Also, I mean, possible like, you know, blood sacrifices in the music industry and stuff like But yeah, we can't go that down that road today. But no, Mm-mm. no, you know, it's not super proven. It's, you know, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit on the uh, I just don't not or fully believe in anything because I don't feel that I there's any possible way that I can know anything for sure. Right. I generally try to stay away from like, I know this is true or I know this is not true, even though I'm sure I do that all the fucking time because like I'm a person (laughs) and I have a lot of opinions. But like, I think it's important to know that like you don't know, you know. Exactly. So you would think that he scores because he wins a PlayStation game with a controller, but nice. No TV. He has no TV to play it on. Oh, so that's kind of fucking depressing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, these prizes do increase the value of his winnings towards his 1 million yen because, you know, like there was applied for things that like he needed, but he also applied Mm -hmm. for things that were just worth a lot of money to, you know, get him out of there. Right. Three months in, he wins a vacuum and a TV, but the TV has no antenna, so he can't watch anything on it. Oh, my God. No, it's just like endless fucked up. Um, Yep. So he finally wins a toothbrush and toothpaste. So for the first time in three months, he's able to clean himself properly. Yeah, his teeth must be like fucking slippery at that point like just just so fuzzy oh i don't like it <laughs> that's like bad for your long-term health but the producers Ooh, did yeah. say that they had a doctor come in periodically to check okay. on his physical health but not his mental because yeah that was what was making the show successful was watching this man decline <laughs> So as he begins to run out of the rice, he wins dog food. So he lives off dog food for a while. That's awful. 
That's fucking awful. Remember when you were like tripping out on like three weeks or a month or something? Yeah. Oh, no. Where are we at now? Six and a half months. He is at six and a half months. He's halfway to his goal and has made 38,000 sweepstake entries. Oh, my God. At six months. Like. Yeah, six months. He's halfway to the goal. And he needs to make a million? A million yen. $8,000. Yeah. So the food is good because he needs it. But like it's not worth anything, you know, so so he finally wins 10 kilograms of rice so he doesn't have to eat the dog food anymore. Yay. Later on in the show, what looks to be nighttime, the producers come in shining a light on his face to wake him up because they say they need to move him to a different location. They put noise canceling headphones and blindfolds on him and drive him five hours away to a new room that is just like it's just the same little hell in a different location. So they're really just at this point, they're like, okay, how do we stir the pot even more to make him lose his mind, basically? Oh, totally. Producers told him that they needed to move him because they thought it would give him more luck. But in reality, it was because the show was so fucking popular that people found out where they were keeping him. So they had to move him because that's how popular the show was. I don't doubt it, right? Like you're basically watching someone completely lose their shit 24 hours a day yeah you can tune in at any time yeah jesus that's wild luckily and as it should be all of the previous stuff he won is at the new place this is also when the producers make the decision to stop giving the 10 minute summary update on tv and start live streaming him oh jeez. so maybe like about six months in that they started the live stream for the first six months it was just like a show but it was so fucking popular that they're like this needs to be on constantly yeah we need to do this all the time uh-huh. yeah we need to put this on like the news like this is this is it this is what's up oh my god at the new location he did win some good stuff at the beginning but he starts to run out of food so producers move him again I'm guessing again under the auspice of like you're not having good luck here we gotta go somewhere else oh my god when we get back from this short commercial break we will talk about what happens at 10 months in. Oh, 10 months in. Oh my God. Okay. Yep. Okay. And we're back. So 10 months in, he wins a VHS player, chips, and toilet paper. Oh my God. So was he like not getting to wipe his fucking ass before? I didn't even think of that. I'm wondering, or maybe does they have like a bidet? Because I know in other cultures, like bidets are more common, right? Yeah. But still, Jesus. Oh my God. I don't know. So then he he actually gets some entertainment. He finally wins a PlayStation that he can connect to his TV and he plays the games that he won a while back. So, you know, after being fucking tortured for 10 months, he ends up playing video games for four days, but has to (laughs) ban himself because it's distract him from writing the fucking sweepstakes. Oh my God. So depressing. So it's like, oh, you could take a little time to like, you know, chill out, not lose your mind, but that means you're going to be in this room longer. So get back to the sweepstakes writing. What a distraction. 
Jesus. So he gets this win of four tires, which he has obviously nothing to do with. Um, yeah. But they were worth a lot. So now his total in prize winnings is 969,114 yen. And a small. Okay, so he's getting there. Yeah. A, a small bag of rice is the final item that put him over 1 million yen. Oh, thank God. But wait, there's more. Oh, no. There's always more. <laughs> There was, it took him 335 days to win, but they didn't tell him immediately. Stop. It wasn't just like, oh my God, you won. We're going to run in. Like they waited until he was sleeping and then went in there flashing lights in his face with fucking party poppers. What the fuck? After he's like not had human contact, they come in there with like, while he's sleeping with fucking party poppers yelling flashing lights at him oh my god it's like fucking very frightened frail Mm -hmm. confused understandably yeah no kidding they're like here you can have your clothes back and he's like looks a little bit happy like okay (laughs) gee thanks that's cool (laughs) so then they're like hey you know what we're gonna send you to korea so you can have this cool trip send you to an amusement park go eat a bunch of cool food you know celebrate your winning and your fame but the next time he wakes up he's again in a small room and very confused as producers what? tell him to strip and he looks devastated. Stop. Stop. This is actual torture. This is just fucked. <laughs> like they did give him the option to opt out, but for whatever okay. reason he said like no, I'll I'll do it. What the fuck? <laughs> I cannot for the life of me understand why, but yeah, he went for it again. So this time oh my God. they tell him his new goal is to win enough prizes to afford a plane ticket in economy from Korea back to Japan. Okay. Even though he doesn't speak Korean, producers tell him that he must use Korean and Japanese dictionaries to fill out the sweepstakes. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> He's kind of killing this game by now. Two months in... He reaches the goal. Okay. But producers are like, whoa, whoa, like we're not ready to stop this. Without his knowledge, they increase the plane ticket value to business class. They're like, oh, now he has to be able to afford business class. Jesus. He quickly reaches that goal as well. So they raise Mm -hmm. it to first class. Now he's got to make enough money to get a first class ticket home. Oh, my God. But he is killing this game. And luckily, he reaches it pretty quickly and flies back to Japan. Good. So the final reveal of the show, you see him. Again, blindfolded with um, noise-canceling headphones on. And he does have clothes on, though. And he's with a producer on a big stage walking towards this huge box. In this box is a simulation of the room that he's always been moved to. So as the producer leaves, he just fucking automatically, like Pavlovian, starts to take off his fucking clothes. Oh, no. So homie homie gets naked and then the, quote, walls of the, quote, room fall down all around him. Oh, Jesus. And he looks terrified as fuck as a huge live audience is like laughing and yelling (gasps) and there's fucking confetti. And he's just on stage like looks like he looks terrified he's like what the fuck is going on he's naked just humiliating yep uh, yeah. just, 
back to humiliation station like uh, back to the theme of all these fucking shows yeah i mean it's just it's hard man it's it's yeah it's rough so it was one of the most successful live streams in Japanese history, but the show was canceled in 2002. Thank God. I'm hoping they were like, yeah, you know, I think we might have gone a little over the line with that one. Yeah, I feel as though that wouldn't necessarily last long in 2023, but hey, you never know. If it lasted then, it could be brought back like fucking wide-legged uh, yoga pants are coming back, so. <sighs> no. Please. I know. Or low-rise jeans. Ooh, disgusting. Oh, my God. Do you remember the Gap ones that literally went to your fucking pube line? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, if you didn't shave your pubes, they would be hanging out of the top of your jeans. I mean, except for I was in yep. seventh grade, so I don't think that was, like, an issue. But, like... <laughs> but still, the fact that all that shit's coming back, just haunting. Disgusting. The zipper's, like, an inch long. <laughs> Uh Uh-huh. I I can't. Okay. So six months after the show, during interviews, he said that he felt uncomfortable in clothing. He was shy, had trouble talking to people, and didn't feel that he could pursue his dream of becoming a comedian anymore. Oh, my God. So literally, he did all that work to have his dream, the reason why he went in, Mm -hmm. fucking crushed. Yeah, because he was too mentally ruined from it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. On a positive note, he did sell his diary that he kept during the show, which was later published and went on to be a bestseller. Okay. Work. So that's, you know, pretty cool. That's a, that's kind of neat. Like, that helps, I guess. And apparently the producers apologized, but... Oh, fuck off. <laughs> cool, you know. Neat. Some people think that the producers might have intercepted some of the packages because they find it hard to believe that out of 15 months, he never won another item of clothing. Yeah, it's a little sus. So it seems almost like they wanted to keep him naked the whole time just to keep that level of humiliation up. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they were meddling. Well, and if they intercepted packages, like, wasn't it possible that they intercepted some of the packages that could make the contest go on longer? I just, I Mm -hmm. think a lot of fuckery was going on here to exploit the fuck out of this. Absolutely. Especially the views were high. Like, fucking course they did. I have no doubt in my mind. If anybody's watched the Kai the Hatchet wielding hitchhiker documentary on Netflix, it's like very obvious how these reality TV producers don't give a fuck about human beings or humanity. They're just there for the bottom dollar. Like, that's it. Oh, a thousand percent. It's disgusting. A thousand percent. It's fucked. But once again, we as a species feed into it. And when we feed into it, we keep it going, which is also kind of like supply and demand. Yeah, it's a whole fucking circle of fucked upness at the end of the day. Oh, totally. So currently he's working in the entertainment industry. I I guess he's made some appearances in TV shows. Sounds like some like smaller parts as well as a local Fukushima show that focused on sightseeing in Fukushima. Yeah, it seems like he's still kind of doing that. And uh, interesting. Okay. Somewhat of an influencer, kind of. Kind of, sort of, maybe? No, I think pretty much he got fucked. His life was fucked. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, he has like 58,000 followers 
followers on Twitter. Okay. If that means anything, you know? Honestly, like during the show, I was is he losing his mind or does he just have a really positive attitude? Because like he did seem to be pretty fucking positive quite a lot. And when you like see pictures of him now, I'm looking at his Twitter. So from a Twitter from this year, January 18th, four days ago, he says okay. every Wednesday, Fukushima's broadcasting share announcer Kasagi who was in charge of the MC on Friday has gone on maternity leave but on Wednesday there is no particular change and I will send you the usual face while praying for okay I don't know what that is. it looks like he works on a TV show now from his Twitter I mean good for him good for him for still sticking in the industry even though the industry royally fucked him over yeah and in his profile picture he looks like he's climbing a pretty dope mountain so um, nice. it looks like he's doing okay but yeah, man, I mean, what a fucking experience too. No kidding. What a fucking ride that was. Wasn't that a ride? Did you love the ride I just took you on? Yeah, I'm a little traumatized, but like, I feel like that's most rides. I mean, if you're not slightly traumatized, have I done my job? <laughs> it was actually really funny. One week I was looking at the schedule. I was like, oh, this week we're releasing an episode of Devious Dolls and an episode on Vikings. Oh. I feel like, are we not traumatizing people enough though? And then I was like, oh no, it's okay. We're also doing Phoenix Rising binge or bust that week. It's okay. We got some disturbing shit people. <laughs> I was like, are we not disturbing people enough this week? <laughs> We've got enough to like bring up in therapy. It was a legit <laughs> concern of mine because they're here to hear about the fucked up stuff. You guys, we're in this together. We're all holding hands, going on this roller coaster together. It is what it is. And I love it. We're all just weirdos who um, yeah. are here to support each other in our weirdness. Exactly. Alex, your show is like pretty similar to my. Alex, you're super weird. No. Yeah. Your show's kind of similar though, right? Like you don't stick to just true crime. Oh, absolutely not. No, mm -mm. not just murder. I get bored with murder. Honestly, when I first started podcasting, I really wanted to just talk about paranormal locations and like haunted hotspots. But I was like, you know what? No, because I I like everything macabre. I like every I like learning about all the macabre shit because mm -hmm. it's just who I am. Yep. But yeah, no, it's everything's fucked up. Everything's weird. Everything's suspicious. Yeah, that's why I wanted to call the show That's So Fucked Up. It, it was originally called That's Fucked Up because it just rolls off the tongue a little bit better. But there was like a Norwegian radio show from three years Ow. ago or something. So I was like, you know what? Let's not even go there. But I wanted to call it That's So Fucked Up because I wanted to be able to tell any story that would inspire mm -hmm. someone to go, wow, that is so fucked up. Yeah, so like, it's I not always it. true crime, you know? Sometimes it's like shark attacks and shit. Like, how is that not yeah. fucked up? How are these reality TV shows not fucked up? No. Nobody got murdered. Nobody started a cult, you know, like, but it's fucked up. Okay, Alex, Michelle and I were on Weird Spam. Was that a Patreon exclusive or is that on the feed? It, what? it is. It's Patreon exclusive. Sell your Patreon. All right. So you can find Weird Distractions at www.patreon.com slash Weird Distractions podcast. If you sign up for $5 a month, that's USD price, by the way, you get access to the Weird Spam series, which is a monthly series where myself and a guest host, which I've had both Ashley and Michelle on, we read basically the weird emails I get or they get in our junk mailbox. Hence the spam aspect of it, spam mail. We take turns, we read it, we make fun of it, we do accents. It's great. It's a little bit of like... Did I do an accent? I feel like I might have missed out. I don't know 
if we did, but you can always come back and do one because that's fun. Yeah, no, we had a ton of fun, actually. Michelle glitched out and it was hilarious and I kept that audio in because she all of a sudden was like a million, a million, a million. Hottest mixtape coming 2023. Just you wait. A million, a million. (laughs) She's the new Lil Wayne. Lil Michelle. Lil Michelle. Lil Shell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to tell her because I told her the other day, I was like, you just don't get a nickname. I feel like you're one of those people that it's just sad. It just doesn't happen in life because I'm one of those people too. I've never gotten a cool nickname. Ash. No. I get Al. Nobody's ever given me like I want like fucking danger lady. You're like, why don't I have a fucking <laughs> I don't know. Why don't I have a cool fucking nickname? It's bullshit. Find me in the streets, danger lady. Yeah. Streaming that Japanese game show shit. Pretty much. Danger lady in the streets. <laughs> I love it. Freak in the sheets. I don't know. Absolutely. Also danger lady in the sheets. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Find you on the social media at. Oh, yes. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. Um, also on the Cultivate Network Discord. You can find me there. I'm on a little, little sub channel there. Um, at Weird Distractions Pod. Weird Distractions Podcast. On Twitter, I'm Weird Distract I1, which is really frustrating. But it is what it is. Just type in Weird Distractions Podcast. You'll, you'll find me eventually. You'll find her. Yeah. Okay. And that concludes the first episode of Jarring Japan. I hope you guys had as much fun as we did and were equally disturbed. Yeah. Honestly, this is the season that I'm fucking most pumped about so far. So I'm so excited to bring y'all the rest. Um, I hope you're excited too. And um, who fucking gave me this idea? Somebody was like, if you don't have a way to end the show, you should just sing. It was my friend Britton. I said I would shout him out for the idea. So I'm going to shout you out. Hey, Britain, good idea. I'm going to end this by singing. This land is my land. This land is your this land. This land is your land. Just kidding. It's Japan. It's not our land. We live in America and have our own fucked up shit. Oh, yeah. The world was made for you and me. You and me. Bye. <laughs> Bye. If you've enjoyed today's Weird Distractions episode, please consider telling your friends, family, coworkers, or anyone else who will listen about the show. You can tell them to find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, and many more. If you're streaming Weird Distractions or any podcast on a podcast platform that allows you to leave a rating or review, please consider leaving a rating or review because that is the best way and the cheapest way, because it's free, to support your favorite podcasts. Another way to support the show for free and to never miss an episode is to follow along on the show's various social media accounts. You can find Weird Distractions over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. My handle is at WeirdDistractI1 and on TikTok. Do you want to financially support the show and get yourself a little something extra each month? Why not join one of two tiers over on the Weird Distractions Patreon? Each month you get exclusive content, such as bonus episodes and bonus series, such as the Even Weirder series, the Weird Destinations travel posts, plus early and ad-free access to regular feed episodes. You can find out which tier is best suited for you by going to www.patreon.com slash weirddistractionspodcast. Shout out to my current patrons, aka my weird little family members, Tom, Bailey, Angela, John, Alicia, Lynn, 
Susan, Jennifer, Shadow, Courtney, and Cheryl. I love you and appreciate your support so much. Without you, Weird Distractions may not be what it is today. Lastly, I want to hear from you. I would love to collect your stories of paranormal encounters, too close to home true crime cases, maybe even some weird MLM experiences, or maybe just in general weird things that you've encountered so that I can continue to release the Listener Distraction series. And you might be tuning in for the first time and you might not know what I'm talking about. This is a series that Christy and I originally started where we would read your personal experiences on air. If you have a story you want to share, please email me at weirddistractionspodcast at outlook.com. As well, send me feedback. If there are any corrections needed to be made after today's episode, please let me know. And as always, if you need a distraction, I got you. Bye. Bye.